How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all our questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and on today's show, we have got 20th century American actor Adam West and Spanish explorer Hernan Cortez. For more of these performers, you gotta check out Adam West, a.k.a. Brendan Goggins, on Twitter at B underscore Goggins, or check out his groups at the Magnet Theater, either Newport or Thousand Foot Whale Claw. And for more of Hernan Cortez, a.k.a. Pat May, you gotta check out Video Games Improv on YouTube. Uh, that shit is hilarious and awesome. Uh, you can check out all my stuff at jarrettbarenstein.com, of course. This Friday, we've got the third installment of Stand Up 2020, the voting rights stand-up comedy show with our headliner, Gary Goleman, this Friday at the Pit Underground on 24th Street, 7.30 p.m. All proceeds go to voting rights organizations. You can register to vote there. You can talk to Swing Left. They're going to be there. It's going to be an incredible show, so you don't want to miss it. And uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Let's try to get those numbers up everybody i also got new videos coming out every tuesday on youtube and on my facebook fan page but for now sit back relax and enjoy hernan cortez and adam west only on famous dead people famous dead people. it's time famous dead people. time to start the show famous dead people people you know famous dead people famous dead people stories stuck in the heads My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American actor known primarily for his role as Batman in the 1960s live action series Adam West. Buenos dias, Jared. And 16th century Spanish conquistador who caused the fall of the Aztec Empire, Hernan Cortez. Hail to the king. Uh, Mr. Cortez, Mr. West, thank you so much for being with us here today on Famous Dead People. Hail oh, to the to king. Uh, let's start off with you, uh, Mr. West. Hello, indeed. Uh, so I was reading all about you on the Wikipedia, about your uh, early life. You know, you, you grew up in uh, Walla Walla, Washington. Walla Walla Walla. And uh, you had told your family that you were going to move to Hollywood after school so that you could pursue your dream of being an actor. Uh, indeed. Uh, but instead of that, you were drafted into the Army and you served as an announcer on the American Forces Network television. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your work on the American Forces Network television, like what the network did what kind of programming they had, what sort of announcing you would do, that sort of thing. Well, indeed, it, it's a it's a funny story, Jared, because okay. right in boot camp, they asked me. We were we were in our classic barracks, and we were doing things. And when I gave a sir, yes, sir, well, I, I'll, I'll say <laughs> now. Now, typically, the the drill sergeants are particularly known for their fervor. That is the uh, what, what the commonly accepted stereotype of the drill instructor. They're hard men. Indeed. And, um, and my Caustic. drill inst- And mine, uh, Sergeant Sergeant, mm-hmm. uh, he, he was normally that way to everybody else. But there's something that came about him. The man immediately melted in his eyes. <laughs> when you said, sir, sir yes, yes, sir. sir. I, I have melted so many times you just talking <laughs> and i was wondering i was well, like I the whole time it. i was like something's happening to me we what are, is it hernan and i are both puddles in yeah. our chairs right now well, thanks dare, to those dulcet tones adam west well thank you very much dare i say cortez el sol is uh, rising <laughs> oh god 
You also had me when you were saying wada wada wada. Walla walla walla. <laughs> oh, God, God, We're disgusting. So, yeah, well, don't get me wrong. The exact sounds were made by so many of my drill sergeants and my so multiple drill sergeants. Drill were sergeants enchanted soldiers. by your dulcet tones. Wow. Yeah, at one point, General Patton heard what I had to say. Oh my goodness! The man melted into a small little baby hat. <laughs> <laughs> a hat for babies. That's adorable. Oh okay, so so then they were like, we. We got to get this guy on the air. Well, truly. That's what he can do for the war effort. My weapon is my dulcet voice. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That velvet fog, as they say. So you've heard of, of course, in various camps of Germany and during the war when people would have, you know, an enemy of seductive voice on the other eye to try and play with the minds of soldiers. Mm. Well, I did that to the Germans and oh boy. Did I melt some sauerkraut? Interesting. Whoa. So, so this was like propaganda for well, the, I le- the the offensive. In fact, I let okay. them know our boys were coming, and they would be coming. <laughs> That's really smart to Whoa. like let them know either about like an imminent like jump attack to like surprise them. No, there were flat out times I said we're going to shoot you at this base at this time, but they didn't hear the words. They just heard the sound. Interesting. Right. What is the point of revealing the secret plan in a way that they just don't believe you or they're like, I'm listening. I, I'm just too distracted by these dulcet tones, I by the feels soft like the tones, right? trickle. But yeah. even then, if it's just the way that your voice sounds, why not? Say nothing. Why not say yabba dabba do? Yeah, exactly. You know, why give away hardest. your secret plans? <laughs> well, I'll admit I got a little cocky towards the end of things. I see. Mm. I see. Well, you want to say this is how syrupy and oh, sweet. Just <laughs> a spoon. Got me going too. Just a spoonful of sugar helps a lot of things go down. <laughs> oh God. Okay, I need a spoonful of sugar, sauerkraut. So uh, the content of this television station was basically just you. Sitting, I'm again. I'm guessing like a newscaster, you know. Oh, I'd be behind a mic just like this one. Okay. Just like the, the, the folks at home can't see it because I know this is a radio program. Yes, facts. A free radio program. Facts. Yeah. Facts. But I would just lock eyes with a picture. With well, the way I'm looking right now, I can mm, see shit. where in my in my in my direct line <laughs> a sight. I'd have a photo, and that would just inspire my vocal cords. Mm. Ooh, delicious. Well, that's because it was a photo of a okay. full steak. So this is, <laughs> oh, my God. So this is you at a news desk reading. Yes, Jared. And it oh. would be in English, I'm assuming? In English and in English. Espanol. Ooh, you did a little Spanish? Yes, they told me not to because no one <laughs> needed to speak Spanish, but... I just love the romance languages. There is something about Spanish that just sort of like, if, if you already have a beautiful voice, it's just going to kick things into high gear, man. Yo soy un cerdo. <laughs> Whoa. Guys, what does that even mean? Yeah, what does cerdo mean? Pig. <laughs> Pig? Was that a food? Mm-hmm. No. It could be a food. It could be a food. Delicious. But, it's all, but just like everything else, it's all part of the process. It's all part of a big distraction propaganda campaign. Uh, so after you were discharged then from the RV, you still did not go to Hollywood. You went to Hawaii Aloha, to pursue Jared. a career in television, which is an interesting choice. Like Hawaii's not one of the main... Entertainment hubs, actors usually move to New York or Los Angeles sure, if they're trying to sure. break into the biz. But you chose Hawaii. Why? Why did you go there? My answer is simple. 
Mahalo. <laughs> My God. I Mahalo means family, right? I'm like on the bottom floor because I've melted into the floor into another floor. Like Hernan Cortez. C- Cortez, I don't know a lick about you. We but... gotta stop buttering Adam West's bread here, I'm, man. I just wanna be the butter on his <laughs> We'll just know I'm a real smooth spread. Let's oh. try to be let's try to be professional, but I'm right? I'm supposed to be the spread, not you. I am I am holding it together because I'm a professional. I'll hold and you I, both together. I have learned that no matter how intrigued or I'll say this sexually uh energized. Well, you don't bring up sex on the radio, Jared. I am well, you know, this is this is radio on the internet, so you can say whatever you want. Ah, okay. Uh I have learned to control myself. Right. Regardless of who I am in the chair, I need you to, to show us the same courtesy of Hernan Cortez. All right, I'm coming back into the room. <laughs> All right, fantastic. All right, I'm back. So, yeah, you were saying that the reason why you went to Hawaii. Aloha, instead... surf time. <laughs> Damn it, I'm, I slipped it to the wall of floor just... again. <laughs> It just well, I thought that if it's a little bit of it's uh, just you liked Hawaii. You oh, I liked Hawaii. Hawaii. If you, I thought to myself, if you build it, they will come. You know, I if see. you, if you're you the built town, Hawaii, I built Hawaii with my bare west hands. I mean, it was already there, but I built it. You're thinking anywhere that you go, uh, television work will appear. That's why that... I tried to build the fifth island of Hawaii. Ooh, what would you have named it, Adam West? Mahalo. Ooh, oh. Mahalo means family, right? Yeah, I hold think. on. I'm I remember back that in the door from again. Lalo and Stitch. Uh, let's move over to Hernan Cortez for just a moment. Creek. I'm back uh, in the room. So, as I mentioned in your introduction, you are the explorer from Spain who basically destroyed the entire Aztec civilization. Uh, but let's start off with your early life. So, when you're okay. 14 years old, yeah. your parents send you away to school to become a lawyer. But after two years, you return home eager to be an explorer. People describe you at the time as ruthless, haughty. Mischievous, haughty, haughty. Two years, haughty. two years later, <laughs> stop, Adam West. Stop making Cortez come. Sorry, I have an air of mischief these days. Uh, so I'm you, out of liquids. I'm melting. I'm coming. Get yourself some water so you can recharge. Uh, black, so black, two black, years black. later, sixteen. You're 18 years old. You hmm. leave to explore the new world under the command of a man named Alonzo Quintero. Hmm. People say that Alonzo was sort of a role model for you as far as, like, you know, the bad habits that you had as an explorer, uh, making your own rules, yeah. uh, mutiny, betrayal, uh, greed, etc. Do you think it's a fair portrayal of both of you and Alonzo Quintanero, that sort of ruthless, untrustworthy, duplicitous conquerors, take-what-you-want kind of guys? Well, I mean, I'm the hero in my own story. Of course. Which I'm going to say out. I'm going to say straight up. That is a very healthy way to look yeah. at your life. Make Thank sure you. that you are the star of your story. I am. Yeah. And that man helped me a lot. He kicked a lot of bad habits I had. Oh, like what? Mm, what no more smoking. <laughs> okay. We quit smoking. We were right. smoking that weed, and it just slowed our ambition Now, might down. I ask, were you aware of the side effects of smoking at that time? We were not aware, but we did notice that our productivity just fucking plummeted. This is, I'm you know sorry, I mean? so you said he got you off of smoking. Smoking, yeah. And you, so no more cigarettes, no more weed. No more cigarettes, no more weed, no more black tar, no more nothing. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. So it was kind of like anything and everything under the sun. But here's the thing, know? like... Yeah. Both you and Alonzo, I'm a super. So, so we know that your attitude towards conquering, mm. towards towards conquest, was really 
to conquer, to like acquire. Right. You would like kill native populations and take their land, basically take their resources. Right. Was that something that you got from Alonzo? That's like the bad habits. Like I would take you smoking bad if habits? you just didn't destroy native civilizations. Yeah, know? but I didn't have those native civilizations before. Mm-hmm. And now I now I did. Okay. I, back, once I like conquered it, I had it. Yes. And if I smoked weed every day, I wouldn't have it. I would just have like some money and a bunch of weed, you know? Yeah. So but I this was better because I had like cities. I had like people. You know what I mean? Like I'm if sure I had to trade like you. a drug. I'm yeah. sure it was better for you. Yeah, it was great no, for No, I think me. there's a real moral here. <laughs> what do you mean? No, you know, your product, if you smoke, if you quit your bad vices, your yeah. productivity will go up and you can continue your mass genocide. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, just, I, would, I didn't even hear what he said. I just immediately melted. Yeah, I would much rather you smoke weed than do genocide, Hernan Cortez. But that's just me. Well, that's you just know? you. But anyway, yeah. we, I, you know, I was productive back then. Did you think I had all these people? I had all yeah. these lands, money. When you left for the new world, did you yeah. think, like, I can't wait to destroy native populations and take their wealth for myself? Or was this something that Alonzo taught you as he was like the first, you know, explorer that you worked under the the first you know conqueror that you were associated with yeah that was he was definitely my like whatever he did i did you know what i mean so i was following his way and honestly man i've always wanted to take what was mine you know what i mean okay take what you want and rule hell yeah because i would be in court and you know what you know what sucked about court when i was in court school what (laughs) So with the two years yeah. that you went to school to be a lawyer, yeah. court school. The two years of court school. What did yeah. you learn in court school? You can't take anything there. Mm. Everything already oh. like if you oh. tried to take something, there'd be this like huge military that would just kick your ass mm. every time you tried to take something. Gotcha. So in I Spain, would take, for example, exactly. you couldn't just kick somebody out of their house and take it. Right. There's a law against that. There would then be a military that would come kick your ass and then throw you out. Yes. So I would one day in court school, I would be there. I would see that gavel Mm -hmm. and I was like, I get the gavel. I'll have that. That's kind of a weapon. If anyone tries to take this gavel from me, I'll then like, I'll have a weapon. So it's already too late. So I would take the gavel. The judge would be like, give that back. I'd be like, no, no, no. I roll this gavel now. And then the military would come and it was like a lot of people, like more than just that one judge. Would it be more than one person? (laughs) Yeah, it was those. Would it be more than Two people. That large group of people was a Three lot larger. People. It was like 500 people. That's more than four. Wait it a minute. Was. 500 people would come to arrest you for stealing a judge's gavel? Because a military would come and stop me from taking over. So that you're telling like... me a whole seven people came to your spot? <laughs> no, Adam no, West. five hundreds of people, Adam wow, West. Wow, a whole people. nine people no. came to the court. What is this cognitive dissonance that's going on with you, Adam West, where we're trying to tell you... Hundreds. And I you hear keep you loud and clear. Twelve people by a small number. This I know that's weird, my bad. That is my bad. This is a very specific learning disability. People. All right, I'm gonna. We're just gonna assume. I'm so that confused, but so hot at the same time. He doesn't understand numbers. Adam Maybe was, he knows my story better than I did. Adam He's West super hot. Does not understand numbers. It seems like a poor use of resources to send the entire military for every petty crime. That well, happens in Spain. But you're saying that's what Spain was like in the 1500s. Yeah, they would they would send an, an army. And what I realized was that I don't have an army too. 
So I also needed an army, but I couldn't do that. You got to build an army so that you can take the things that you want. And I tried using my lawyering to get an army, Mm -hmm. but no one gave a shit. I see. No one gave up. Now, when you say used your lawyering to get an army, what? Yeah, can you give us an example of that? So I would, uh, I would get up my little podium. I was a prosecutor at the time. Okay. So the two years that you went to law school. Yeah. You became a prosecutor. Yes. Interesting. They immediately give you prosecutor and then you have to earn it the rest of the way. Oh, interesting. So it's like um, giving you a pair of big shoes and then you eventually grow into them. Innocent until proven guilty. You're a lawyer until you prove that you can't be a lawyer. (laughs) So. That sound logic as far as I'm concerned. They had the best lawyers in uh, Spain Spain. in the 1500 because of that. It was a really good role because you kind of, whatever you applied to other people, you had to apply to yourself as well. Mm. So innocent until proven guilty. Lawyer till proven otherwise. Mm. Um, cook until proven poison food. You this know what is, I mean? Okay. Yeah. So you like make poison food. That's why I never cook not. and I'm a master chef. There you go. Mm-hmm. We, do, we don't know that we're not. We don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, exactly. Let the mind tap in. Mm. Okay. Exactly. So yeah. uh, you're a prosecutor. <laughs> Yeah. You're right, trying to use the law to raise an army. It's not working. How I do would, you do that? I would accuse people of not being a part of my army. Mm-hmm. And that was me as a prosecutor. So they would have to defend themselves and say they were part of the army. But this didn't work, you're saying? This did not work. Because uh, I would say, uh, uh, you're not a part of the army. And they would be like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to go <laughs> die in some shit reason. You know now, what I mean? That's what they would always say. I don't want to die for some shit ass reason. Gotcha. You know? And so, did all 17 of them do that? They all said, <laughs> I don't want to die for some shit ass reason. Gotcha. Which was like kind of crazy. Now, you know, back so then. when you and Alonzo then were working together, it was just sort of like, you know, mm. you, you were peas in a pod or did he then teach you about, you know, like conquering and, you know, taking things so or was I, it just like, you know, yeah. oh, suddenly I can be the person that I've always known that I was. Right. So I, so the way we met was that I said, you're not, you know, I was using my usual scam to try to get people to join my you're army. You're not in my army. Yeah. Yeah. You're not in my army. And he would said, and he then looked at me and said, no, but I do want to start an army. And then we just had this like crazy <laughs> look in e- each other's eyes. I like looked into his eyes. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like the pupils were twitching. Mm-hmm. The color of the eyes were like going way bigger than the eyeball itself. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just like immediately oh. hooked in our fucking crazy rage. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh. We were and both. Then, yeah. You didn't. Then you didn't even have to speak after. That. We didn't have to speak. You just knew what was up. You had a, your own language. You and yeah. Alonzo. We gave each other the kiss of death. That is a beautiful story. That's Thank honestly you. poetic. I'm, it's so sad that you guys didn't continue working together. Uh, if you're just joining what? us, this is famous dead people on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 16th century Spanish conquistador Hernan Cortez. Uh, I'll hail the king. And 20th century American actor Adam West. The sun sets. In the warehouse. Let's uh, go back over to Adam West for just a moment. So, Buenos dias. One of your early acting roles that you got uh-huh. in Hawaii was on a local television program called the Kini Popo Show, <laughs> which a good time we also, had on that program. Which also featured a chimp named Peaches. Oh, uh-huh. Peaches was a true professional. You later took over as host of the show. Indeed. So, would you mind telling us what? Was was the deal with that show like what's the plot what was the premise and how 
was it that you managed to become the host after you originally hired just to be a sidekick? Well, it's theater of the absurd. And when the host is a little, little, little chimp called Peaches. So Peaches was the host of the show. As far as I remember. <laughs> okay. There may be other documents that say otherwise, <laughs> but my memory tells me Peaches was We believe you, Adam West. That's what you were here for. We're here to get the straight dope from well, right from the horse's uh, mouth. That's, <laughs> that's what happened. Well, it was the chimp's mouth. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Ooh, hell yeah. So this this chimp was the host of the show, the uh, Kini Popo Peaches, show. The Kini Popo. Yeah, what kind of a show was it? Well, it was an idea of let's celebrate Hawaiian culture by having a show entirely staffed with non-Hawaiians. Okay, interesting. We were uh, now we were out of That's touch really at the fucked time. Up. <laughs> that's like really really fucked up. Well, that was the that was the industry standard at the time. Well, that's right. fucked up. Just it is. It. It that's is. really fucked up. Wow. You know, with with proper perspective, I agree. It is not okay, but that's what we did. Uh, yeah, Hernan. I don't know if you're like you can throw stones, man. You know <laughs> what they say about people that live in glass houses. What? I don't know if we can really call out Adam well, West's behavior we all, on this television. We My house is glass for a good reason. When you've destroyed dozens of now, now hold, now hold on there, Jared. While while he may be a horrible mass murderer, he fuck? did never staff an entire show with non people of that. Well, that's background. But also, you didn't do that. You were just one of the people that got hired, right? Yeah. So when you're an actor, you take the gig. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Sorry, I'm coming back in the room again. All right, Sorry. so you're on the show that is just a celebration of Hawaiian culture. It's it's, it's you're the sidekick to the host, which is a chip named Peaches. Indeed. And what would you and Peaches do then to celebrate Hawaiian culture on the show? Well, for 17 episodes, we spit roasted an entire pig, or as I like to say, un cerdo. Un cerdo. Ugh, lucky pig. Yeah. Lucky so you pig cook indeed. a pig every episode. And me and and then me and Peaches just do a little song and dance number. Oh, that's fun! Yeah. Now, how did you eventually become the host of the show? How did you move up the ladder? Well, Peaches had a drug problem. Oh, mm. I see. The so fame will do that to you. Yeah. yeah. Every day, Peaches would have a whole pineapple. A whole oh. pineapple? Mm-hmm. My Wait, God, I it's mean, a shame. Pineapple is a horrible, horrible curse on our society. Makes you really horny. Wait, pineapple? Oh yeah, it's a is horrible drug. Pineapple also might make you pregnant, <laughs> or like get side in, effects may include. Well, I was gonna ask if pineapple affects monkeys different than humans because. Oh no, it's the same effect. It's I, the same it's effect. Ashamed to say, I gave it a try once in a less of a great state, and while it was an experience like I'd never had pineapple. before. Pineapple, oh. and you've yeah. had experience with pineapple too, Hernan Cortez. Uh, my wife had a uh, a pineapple, mm -hmm. and I was so excited because I was like, "We're finally pregnant." You know what I mean? <laughs> We're finally pregnant. Yes. It's and all... then she gave birth and a fucking pineapple came out. That pineapple looked at me. I looked at it and I said, that's not my, yeah. that's not my seed. So the pineapple... shame happened to Peaches. He inf Peaches sadly died during pineapple birth. Oh my wow. God. So pineapple Makes sense. is not. It's a horrific thing to give birth to. It pineapple sucks. is not it's only a, a drug that I guess gets you high. It's is just that, for nine months you carry the pineapple, but it's a rip-roaring high the whole time. It also makes you pregnant with a pineapple. This, as yeah. anyone would agree, is sound God, logic. Pineapples I, must I had have to, been different than they are now, because I've never had this experience eating really? pineapple myself. Well, yeah. you know, really? Monsanto. <laughs> uh, Monsanto took that away? They took the high part out of pineapple. Wow. And the, preg and the pineapple pregnancy part as well, I'm assuming, because yeah. I've never been pregnant with pineapple as far as no, I know. No, but I don't risk it. I, I, I had a quadruplets once. It was 
It was really bad. Four pineapples. Yeah, fantastic. I should note that in the pineapple, men give birth. So the women don't get pregnant. And women. I said my wife gave birth to a pineapple. Yeah. Don't you take Adam that away from me. Well. Don't do you take well. that away from me. Well, well, also, well, I carried that pineapple. You guys are from two different generations. You know, pineapples have clearly been transitioning to making nobody pregnant. Right. As it is so today. They <laughs> so they say. So they say. Uh, let's go back over to Hernan Cortez for just a moment. So okay. uh, let's talk about you are uh, you're living in what we now know is Cuba. With another explorer named Diego Velazquez. Right. That's uh, my friend. Spain had appointed him as the governor of what we now know as Cuba. Cool. A few years later, 1518, he asked you to lead an expedition to explore Mexico. Mm-hmm. You gather together six ships and 300 men. Mm. Uh, but for some reason, this makes Velazquez upset and he fires you. But in an act of mutiny, you go on the expedition anyway. So my first question is, why did Velazquez take the expedition away from you after hearing how many ships and men you had gathered? It seems from my perspective that you just did a great job. I did an amazing job. told him I was going by myself. What do you mean? What? Initially, I said that uh, he was like, we're kind of under budget. Do you <laughs> mind just going by yourself? And I you said, know, it's heartwarming to know <laughs> Conquest had the same budgetary <laughs> troubles that we have today. They're famously. <laughs> yeah. So it was my idea. I was like, we should go down there and, like, get some stuff. You know, just Famous, like whatever. Famous, a lot of shoestring conquer. budgets, like like the set of uh, Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> really mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. And you still come away with an Oscar-winning script. Yeah, very oh. impressive. Oh, okay, sorry. so you said we're a little under budget right now, so I'm just going to go on this expedition by myself. Yes. Okay, and I, is that why he fired you? And no, so he was like, well, that's amazing. That's like the coolest thing I've ever heard. So you go do that if you're sure. Mm -hmm. And I said, I am sure. Keep in mind in my head, I realized what I had said. And I remember those days of Spain when I went to court school. And every time I tried to take a gavel, 500 people banging down my door. I thought that was not going to be in the mic. That's okay. That's uh, uh, anyway. Internet radio, you can do whatever you want. Nice. I guess I've done way worse, right? Mm, <laughs> <just> yes. <else. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, you should be more uh, sorry about other things yeah. than the burping. Uh, okay. so no, I'm deeply from, offended by the burp. As you explained in court school, as you oh. learned in court school. So I was like, oh, yeah, the military comes, 500 people, they wreck your shit immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I realized I just promised my best friend that I would do this for him. I can't. I'm just going to borrow our military and we're just going to go. And I thought I could sneak them out just like totally chill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so uh, us, we uh, we all left, right? I took my, um, you know, all my soldiers who represented as they were, Adam West. Four of four. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, connect the fact that he had a Hawaii show. Hawaii. <laughs> that was all white people. <laughs> That's what I was trying to call. But anyway... Uh, we all representing who we were. We all went in the boat. My friend found out. He got real pissed. And I was well, like, the viewers, I couldn't shit. see it. Uh, 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 Cortez did a, a beautiful mind on glass of trying to make that connection happen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I and made then the we connection. Found, we all got it after yeah. he did that. After I explained what I did. Anyway, mm. we left. He got really pissed and he fired me on site. But we fucking mutinied anyway, my man. Wow. That's we fucking mutinied. Bananas. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, yes. So you, so you said, I'm going to go by myself. 
Yeah. And then you realized you couldn't do it by yourself, so then you tried to sneak the army out. He caught you. Yes. And was like, you're fired. And then you're like, well, we no, then we just left. We left. That is bananas. Your bo- you know what's so funny is that your boss sees you do something. Mm-hmm. All they can say is you're fired. <laughs> then whatever your last action is, you can still finish it. That's right. You know what I mean? Like if you were grabbing your stuff anyway, all you can do is just keep grabbing yourself and walk. That's out. why you should always you should get a job at a bank and right. then start stealing money. Mm-hmm. And then when they're like, yeah. "You're fired," you're like, mm-hmm. "All right, well, the last thing I was doing was stealing money, so I get to keep yeah doing or better that. yet a cake factory." <laughs> I don't know what you said, but I'm I'm in the sewers. I've come so hard and just like like melted through the cracks. Adam West, I think what you're forgetting is that if you steal money, you can buy as many cakes as you want. Yeah, but you don't have the cakes right there. That's a really good point. God, I want to be in a cake right now. Were you at all concerned that you could never go back to Cuba now? Yeah, Because Velazquez, the governor, is now very mad at you. You're basically burning that bridge completely by doing this. So dumb, because he's a fucking governor, Mm -hmm. and I call myself a king. (laughs) Well, hello, governor. He would not recognize your authority. Uh, if Adam West likes governors, maybe I do want to be a governor. Mm-hmm. Well, there's always there's always time now yeah. going forward. All hail to the governor. Would you guys like that? It doesn't flow, I don't see why but not. I think it's nice. Okay. All now, hail to the must, governor. That must have been especially awkward for you, though, because your wife was related to Velazquez, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was awkward. When you were communicating with her, was she ever like, you know, hey, you really screwed over my cousin Us or and whatever? Five little pineapples we had to take care of. <laughs> Because it was her five pineapples. We already had a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. To um, there was reality TV in this time. Uh, it was yeah. basically like people would follow you around and just like write down everything, oh, and then they would make oh, it into a book. Yeah. Oh, so basically. like the show is called "A Wife, A Spanish Conquistador, mm-hmm. and Five Pineapples." You know, seems like an early version of John and Kate plus eight. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Because we also like didn't know shows. how to do names yet. We were just calling the show exactly what we no one. There was no branding like department on the... Right. I like titles that are like that. Let me know what it is right. before I even sit down. We have got to take a short break, unfortunately. What the fuck? Uh, but we will be right back with Adam West and Hernan Cortez on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us. Whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show 
that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 16th century Spanish conquistador who caused the fall of the Aztec Empire, Hernan Cortez. All hail the governor. And a 20th century American actor known primarily for his role as Batman in the 1960s live-action series, Adam West. As the Spanish say, arrivederci. <laughs> wow. So, uh, let's go back over to Adam West for just a moment. Oh, hello, Jared. So, uh, in 1964, uh, you are in Los Angeles. You are working as an actor. Call me Randy Newman, because I love L.A. So, you uh, you get cast on a pilot for a TV series about Alexander the Great, uh. where you are playing Cleander... And a a similarly <laughs> we had fun on that show. A similarly unknown actor uh, named William Shatner was playing Alexander the Great. Ah uh, yes, the Shatman cometh. Yes. So the two of you are unknown at this point in your career. You both get put on the show. It was not picked up. You later are quoted as saying that this did not surprise you at all because quote. It turned out to be one of the worst scripts I have ever read, oh, yes. and it was one of the worst things I have ever done. So can you tell us about this show, about Alexander the Great? What was so bad about it? What was so bad about the script, about the show? Well, let me tell you, you know, Jared. I well, mean, you and Shatner, that's a winning combination. That's a winning combo right there. Yeah. If you thought you were ready for a whole bowl of <laughs> pardon, a whole bowl of milk... <laughs> No, that's something you can stir right I there. I guess I did want a whole bowl of whole milk. Yeah. Cortez, your undying support is quite lovely. Yeah. For you. But it we... just, it sounds so refreshing to just stir a whole bowl of milk. Indeed. A nice, great. warm uh, bowl nutritious. of milk. Wow. Yeah, even if you're not eating it, it just feels like it's good for you. Oh, you're not drinking it. You are eating it. <laughs> I just oh did what a whole bowl of milk would Calm do to me. down, Hernan Cortez. <laughs> Calm I yourself. Myself. I would have shat myself if I had a whole bowl of milk. You so William shat yourself. We are learning about this Alexander the Great television show that you were on with William Shatner. <laughs> we had fun, Jared. Tell us about it. What was so bad about it? Well, it was a rough script. I mm. mean, right out the gate, it was just a lot of... A lot of a lot, a lot, a lot of the overacting you might have come to know, William and I, at our maybe our tropiness, but uh, mm -hmm. it, the very first line of the script was, "It is I, Great the Alexander," and you just knew there'd be trouble right from great there. Great the Alexander—that's weird. We were Why trying to go like for that? a new angle. Great the Alexander. You rated Alexander? Is that what happened? Wait, what? We created Alexander. Rate like rate you rate Alexander as great is that what it was the well great, that's exactly uh, it we spent most of the show just rating Alexanders okay <laughs> that's like what it felt like to me <laughs> so first that pilot episode you're going through all these Alexanders yeah so Alexander Graham Bell mm -hmm. he was a solid seven uh, Alexander the okay, Alexander the not so amazing. Alexander the fun in bed the first few times, but you know there's probably not going to be something in the long run here. You eventually get to Alexander the Great. We did, and it took the whole pilot episode. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound very good. No, it, it was a bad great. script. Were they talking about what they were going to do with the series after that? Like, we've all right, now we found him. Now we found Alexander the Great. We well, know then, which one it is. Well, the angle was is then the next episode we'd rate James. <laughs> we'd just rate the top James. Hmm. King James Bible, that was a five. Okay, okay. so 
this is not a show about <laughs> Alexander the Great. This no. is a show where you rate specific people with a name and might i say it while a horrible script vexing television Mm -hmm. it sounds hypnotic the problem was my character silander which sounds a lot like the pokemons i've heard of (laughs) charmander it feels like a scyther charmander i thought it was cleander that's my pronunciation is off so you're saying it was pronounced cyander no you're saying it right i'm just saying it how i said it okay gotcha (laughs) so sealander he every single time I just knew with a name like that it's gonna be several seasons before we get to my name rating oh, episode. Oh yeah, and I would probably Alexander, be, James, John, Gary, all the, I mean, all this, the regular names. First. They, the the creator of the show sat me down and you know for season two we're gonna lead off with and this is a real game changer, Chuck. <laughs> Little did he know, in the late 2000s, there'd be a flood of Chuck-based TV shows and media. Yeah, he was just ahead of his time. He was ahead of the time. The TV show Chuck with Zachary Levy. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry Mm -hmm. with Kevin James and Adam Sandler. Good luck, Chuck, with Dane Cook. The best of them uh, all. CSI. That's the best of them all. CSI Chuck. The best of them all. <laughs> NCIS Chuck. There are so many more Chucks you've even mentioned. Yes, how much Chuck could a woodchuck chuff a woof of? How I met your Chuck. How I met your Chucker. That was great. I uh, now pronounce you Chucker. Now, were you and were you and uh, Shatner, did you guys vibe? Or was this oh, a good working relationship? We vibed a little too well the problem was it was a little bit like a classic theater mirror exercise because everything we would naturally do the other would follow instinctively so there was no difference in the characters Mm, you guys just vibe together similar to uh you know yourself cortez and your and your first captain uh alonzo sorry you're talking about me i've been just a puddle sorry (laughs) It's like I hear words, but no context or what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Are you referring to Alonzo Ribeiro? That is a talented fellow. He was a talented fellow, but no, no. Uh, so I want to go back over to Hernan Cortez for just a moment. Ah, dang it. All right. So you are now on an unsanctioned uh, conquest into Mexico. Yes. You land We at, just got fired. Yes. You know, no responsibilities in the world. But you and the army, you're just- Unemployed. You're, you're on your way to- yeah. To Tenochtitlan to right. fight the Aztecs. No job, no responsibilities. You land no in Veracruz. Yeah. And the story goes that you burned your ships to keep your men from retreating or going back to Cuba. So that was actually, it was a huge accident. It was an accident. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, we, uh, so there was this guy we were playing a prank on in the ship. And we I took a shit in a bag and I lit it on fire. Mm-hmm. And I left it at his door. What we, we didn't account for was that there were curtains above the door. Oh, no. And then I tried to stomp on it. <laughs> I stomped on it to try to get the fire out. And uh, I stepped in a bunch of shit. Oh, my God. And is... uh, so I walked but, and away. And then you also didn't stop the fire. Right? No, and we killed that guy accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> This is the classic prank that you play on boats. Yeah, it was my uncle who... Because everybody was... has their own door uh-huh. on a boat. Everybody yeah. has their own door. You know, you each hate had to be our on own a... individual room. You hate yes. to be on a boat where there's not enough doors. Exactly. Yeah. And my uncle, who was just there for me every day, we played a little prank on him, and mm-hmm. I burned him alive. Yeah, that and is such a was, shame. That was a real shame. And then he some 
He burned alive and then drowned in the water. That well, that shame. seems counterintuitive. We managed to find him at the bottom of the lake, somehow burned alive, but also he was like clutching his throat with yeah. the water. Mm-hmm. This it's is clearly... genuinely horrible. <laughs> I, I burned my uncle alive. So now here's my question. While also drowning him at the same time. You had. He wrote on a piece of paper, I just drowned when we found him. <laughs> You had and burnt alive. Yeah, uh, you know, as the Spanish say, "I caramba." I believe you had. Something I said like... that all the time. No. I said that every Cortez. fucking day. That'd be a heck of a catchphrase. Here's yeah. the thing, Cortez. You had eat my fucking a dozen butt. ships. <laughs> yes, you had a dozen ships. The fire spread real quick. How did it spread to the different ships? I so the bag of shit that was on fire. Mm-hmm. I tried to, I like grabbed that shitty fire and tried to throw it into the water. Okay. I just threw it into another ship. Okay, but that's just one ship. I then. did it twenty-five more times. <laughs> so ran, wow, that's a whole army worth. You just ran to the next ship, yeah. and picked up the flaming bag of poop and threw it to the next yeah. ship by accident. Yeah, until eventually it. every one of your ships had right. burned down. Had burned down. Yeah, and the 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 people we were trying to invade were really caught on to that we were there by the time. Yeah, that's they were fully aware real, we were there. That is the, revealing the <laughs> oh. surprise, as they say. <laughs> Let yeah, the cat out of the bag. They came and they were like, hey, someone has been screaming about shit. And we smelled a fiery toilet. So we came to clean it up. They it's came insane to like, that fires that big carries one bag of poop so yeah. far. <laughs> you figure at some point the fire completely dissipates the one tiny amount of shit you comparatively. Would think so. You would think so. But they came because they were like, hey, we're trying to like eat a bunch of pies and something smelled hard. Yeah, like, this poop uh, smell is not helping uh, our, yeah, our pie we, eating. We apparently ruined a pie eating contest. Now, oh, so sad. Now that's the saddest thing I've heard that. yet. I felt really bad about ruining, ruining the pie eating contest. No one can eat pie when you have shit burning smell in your nose. So yeah. you are covered, your feet are covered in poop and now you're, all your ships are on fire Yeah, and you, you're on the beach, I'm assuming. You turn around yeah. and you look at the army that was off the boat, that was not on the boat. Yeah. And you say what? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I said, I'll take the check, please. And then we went to go back on our boat. There was, there there was, was no nothing boat. Boat. There was There's no, no boat. boats. Just you my know, uncle's fiery, drowned body. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that would have worked for me. Okay. Yeah. So I forgive anyone that does a little baby voice. Where did the spin I come from? I turned into a little baby. Where, yeah. was, where did the spin come from that you did it in order to keep them from retreating, in order to keep them from going back to Cuba? Was that you? Because it doesn't sound like you were even trying that to cover it up. That was on my deathbed. I was like, hey, do you remember that time That I burned down on the boats? Yeah, and you, they were like, yeah. And they were like, can you just tell everyone that it was because blank? Mm-hmm, because they didn't want you to retreat. And I said, can you just tell everyone that it's because uh, I actually hated my uncle mm-hmm. and I wanted to burn him alive? And he was like, totally. And then he just changed it after I died. To who who, who is he? Who's this guy? My dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice of your dad to, <laughs> to uh, try to change the narrative. On my old age deathbed, oh, he yeah. came to me and said... What do you need, my son? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He survived for a long time. He, he had a great healthy lifestyle, plant-based diet. I heard. He was really nice. Yeah. Gracias, tus padres. Let's go back over what to Adam West for just a moment. So uh, in 1966, you are cast in the role that will define your career. Yes. Bruce Wayne. Frosted Flakes. Bruce Wayne. Wait, what? Frosted Flakes. They're more than good. Uh, you're Ooh. talking about a Frosted They're Flakes great. commercial? 
Yes, that's the role you were, you were about to speak of. I was not. No, I was talking about Bruce Wayne in the Batman television show. Oh, right. Produced yes, yes, by yes, William yes. Dozier. Uh, <laughs> it's my, one of my favorites. <laughs> we had fun on that show. But you, show. Feel more, <laughs> you feel more strongly about your, your Frosted Flakes commercial that you did. Well, it was more than good. It was great. No, it was a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you about getting cast as Batman. Yes. According to the Wikipedia, you were cast in the role after the producer, William Dozier. He saw you in a Nestle Quick commercial. <laughs> playing we had a, fun on that commercial. Playing a James Bond type spy named Captain Q. Oh, that's me. Tell me the story of this commercial. What was the premise how is it a commercial about Nestle Quick that somehow features a spy named Captain Q? I find that confusing. Well, what? the name's Q. Well, it's natural. The name's Q. As Captain in Quick. Crew. Ca- Captain what? Captain Gruel. Captain Gruel. Uh, <laughs> ooga, ooga. This is very silly. I just ooga. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. It's- this commercial sounds silly. Well, it was theater of the absurd, you know. A lot of the things you did were theater of the absurd. I'm well, of learning. course, it's still art. <laughs> <laughs> it's all art, Jared. Tell me about if I'm sitting down and watching this Nestle commercial. What am I going to see? You're going to see. You're going to see someone trying to steal someone's Nesquik, but mm-hmm. you're going to see me stealthily slooping mm-hmm. with a full tuxedo on, and you don't lay a finger on my Nesquik finger. I see. That is the fame. That famously, what spies do is they just protect things from being stolen. They do, and I looked very debonair. I'm sure you did. Oh, and, I mean, look um, at me. I've still got it. Mm-hmm. Adam Wade uh, West. <laughs> oh, Adam Wade. West. Beloved New York City storyteller, Adam Wade. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be on the show uh, when he dies. Oh, also. nice. Oh. Be fun. Well, I hope that's years <laughs> from now. <laughs> yeah, a whole two. Uh, <laughs> but Adam West, Adam West, can you give me a Nesquik finger? A West? <laughs> a Nesquik finger? I'll give you the finger. Wait, wait. it's like a poopy finger because you just put it in my butt. Hmm? Oh, that also came from what? <laughs> now, That's Cortez, we've chocolate. been friends up until this point, but that was the line you crossed. Was it? Yeah, you've listed many things in this podcast. Some would say true crimes against humanity. <laughs> but yeah, but the that's worst where thing you've I ever draw the line. Is that for a quick finger from Adam? Asking West. For Adam. That's a wholesome product, and I don't want to put down for one minute the good folks at Nestle. Yeah, have their this man quick. might be under contract still with Nestle, not no. to deride the company at all. Yeah, you're right. That was fucked up. Man. Also, don't ask my guests <laughs> to put their finger in your butt, Hernan Cortez. And on this note, I just want to take a moment to remind all the good folks at home that the quality products of Nestle mm-hmm. are delicious. Yeah. They are delicious. They're a wonderful company. Uh, they care about America. Hold Nestle on quick. there, political boy. <laughs> I see where this is heading. Yeah, he's and being a, political. He's Let's being political. About... Man who's written <laughs> books on political figures. Yeah, you lean left. I do lean left. Guilty. You lean left. Guilty as charged. What the hell is this? It's supposed to be just, non-biased. If you're just <laughs> <laughs> People are not tuning into Famous Dead People with Rachel Maddow, Jarrett. This is supposed to be... A non-divisive comedy show where you can just enjoy, you just uh, enjoy. It's a, fun. A, a, a leathery old white man mm-hmm. and a mass murderer, non-biased chat. Just talking about history together. Yeah, our politics could be anything, and that's they could the point. Be anything. Yeah. All right. So for those, all right, all left, get in here. For those of you who are just joining us, this no. is famous. <laughs> 
This is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 20th century American actor Adam West. Holla at your boy. And 16th century Spanish conquistador Hernan Cortez. All hail the governor. Okay, so let's go back over to Hernan Cortez for just a moment. So before you reached Tenochtitlan, you sacked the second largest city in central Mexico, Cholula. And massacred thousands of unarmed members of the nobility and partially burned the city. Some people claim that this was to instill fear on the Aztecs that were awaiting you in Tenochtitlan. You were hoping that they would hear about it. Mm. Others say it was to make an example of the natives who might betray you. Are those the reason why you torched the city and murdered all the Cholula nobility? Was it a little bit of both? Was it one or the other? Was it something else entirely? So, what was the point there? Much like the boat. The boat burning, this was also a prank. This was wrong. also a huge, huge mistake. Okay. My so my uncle, my second uncle, who had been there my entire life. Like <laughs> okay, quick, so how, many, had, how many uncles how many did uncles? you have that you had known your entire yeah, life? Yeah, you had like over five hundred men on this journey. Yeah. You had a how whole many nineteen men on these boats. <laughs> we had a lot I've had a lot of uncles who are just had been there for me. How many uncles did you have on the trip? Do you remember? Was it a specific number? It was five. Five. You had five uncles. Yeah. Okay. This is the story of the second uncle. I like the math you did of how much time we have left. <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean. I five so, uncles. Five uncles. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll hear about them all. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Who but knows? We were staying at a hotel, and uh, there's a hotel in this part. <laughs> Yeah, we were staying at a hotel. So. Yeah, have you ever this been to Mexico, un- Adam West? I've been to Mexico these days, but I imagine then it wasn't too infrastructured. I had, I had at the time two hundred ninety nine men. Okay. Wow, a whole fourteen men. Yes. 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 Remember his learning disability. So yes. we're gonna have to skip over this. Or his it's learning eat up disability. The rest of the <laughs> we'll never get up. to those remaining uncles. Yeah. Okay. I also have a learning disability. I'm like, it's dyslexia, but numbers. Yeah. Uh, Oh wait! So that's a real thing. It is a real thing. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, so your second uncle. Okay, I'm second uncle. You're in Cholula, staying at a hotel. That was the only place I could get 299 men into. <laughs> and I like remembered where his <laughs> door was. Should have made a reservation. Capacity was 200, 300. Yeah. No, it was 299. Cause my uncle drowned and burned to death. Mm. Remember ah. that? Now it seems humble. What? Now it seems like a good move. You killed him. Yeah. He, you know. Yeah, Otherwise, where would you guys have stayed? Exactly. Mm-hmm. We would have been one man too many. And you, you know can't I mean? not all stay at the same hotel because then those people are going to feel left out. We did all stay in the same hotel. Yeah, exactly. What I'm saying, if like, we if we did was... separate, that would have been bad. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah that would have been really fucked up at me mm-hmm. if I made a stay in different hotels. Yeah. Uh, but I put a big bag of flaming poop <laughs> on his doorway and I lit the flame. And immediately, I had how these how I missed that every door had curtains in this place too. Mm-hmm. It was like curtains then a door. Okay, and I just lit it right on top of the curtains, and caught on fire. You could okay. say for everybody else it was curtains. Now yes. this explains how the city burned, right? But it does not explain the thousands of Cholulan nobility that you slaughtered. Yeah, including my my uncle who burned to death in that room. Oh, wow. Well, that's horrible. So your uncle burns to death. He also drowned. (laughs) His head, I I saw it because I finally burst my door. He was on fire. 
but his head was stuck in a fish tank. Oh, wow. His head was stuck in a fucking I fish tank. I believe he was trying to protect his brain from the flames. I believe so, too. Yeah. What else would you do in such a time of crisis? Now, but then the worst thing happened of all of that. What was the worst thing? He sat in a bear trap. Oh, no. I didn't know bears were native to that region of the world. Well, Just you... in that room particular. <laughs> it was only in that one room. That room had a bear you problem. You gotta be careful. Yeah. The uh, room he was staying in had a bear problem. Gotcha. I don't know why I let him stay there. That was my biggest fuck up. The yeah. rest of your army escapes unscathed. Yes. So we were down to 297. Yes. Wow. Of course. Because my other uncle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he was a really good, smart man. I really miss him a lot. Yeah. That is a I shame. I ended up burning him, drowning him, and putting a bear trap in his ass. And then what happened with the nobility? The thousands of, of Chiloan, Chiloan nobility that you massacred after that? I mean, you just said it. We massacred them. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason for that? What? Was there a reason for that? Where I was there to conquer and take over. And, gotcha. So you know, that part, yeah. what you did on purpose. It was, you know, it was a, I didn't have a job for the first time in years. Mm -hmm. I was just fresh off of, uh, unemployment. Yeah. I was just without there without a concern or uh, responsibility, and I took over the entire place. And so you're slaughtered. like, spring break, man. Let's yeah. fucking go cray-cray. Vacation all uh -huh. I ever wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's oh go back God. over to uh, Adam West for just a moment. Ah, uh, guten tag. Uh, so you were asked to reprise your role as Batman a number of times. <laughs> uh, we had fun on that show. You released... <laughs> a novelty song called Miranda sung by Batman. Yes. Which I want to know all about. You also did a PSA for the Wrestling Association as Batman with oh. Jerry Lawler. Uh, but in 1974, you were asked to play Batman in a PSA about equal pay for women, but you dipped out. I did. And you did not go to that, even though Burt Ward, the man who played Robin, did go. Yes, indeed. Bert to Ward. that. Why did you not want to do the PSA about equal pay for women as Batman? Well, I was, and I am to this day, very for equal pay for women, but mm -hmm. I wasn't for equal pay for Burt Ward. Oh, I see. Burt Ward, bless him, him and his talent, he's just a number two. Mm -hmm. You wanted equal pay for women, and I did, but, but you it, didn't want Burt Ward looped into that. I would have done. I would have done it by myself, but mm -hmm. not with him because that would have been. That would have immediately brought hey. How come Bert's not getting paid? Mm, mm. It would have uh, it would have brought up the difference in your paychecks, it and would. it would have soured that relationship. Yes, mm. and if you knew Bert Ward, you knew that was a very fragile dynamic that you really didn't want to mess with. Of course. Mm. Well, I know that he then wrote all those books about this, the Batman set uh, that you claim were baloney about are. how many... You did all these drugs, and you had all these orgies on the set of the Batman TV show. <laughs> you know, we had fun on that show. Now, so I know you've you you've denied it so many times. You've I said, have. Uh, I believe the exact quote was, "There's enough baloney in that book to uh, make a hundred sandwiches or something." <laughs> Pretty clever. Of uh, me, very right? clever. Yeah. That's the most clever thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. So, well, I thank you. I thought I would have been a good stand-up. Uh, you would have been. Was there any you also truth? could have been the bologna in my sandwich if you wanted. Easy, Cortez. It's was there any to, you're truth? not conquering this territory. Fuck. Was there any truth to what Burt Ward wrote about the set of Batman, about the wild orgies and the crazy drug-fueled sex parties? Well, since I know that this isn't being recorded, this is a Opposite. private... 
So as I, I hear you loud and clear. Opposite. This isn't being recorded. It is recorded and it will be broadcast. I also heard facts. you loud and clear. <laughs> you also don't. I want to appreciate. The <laughs> Thank you for reiterating that it will not be recorded. A lot of learning disabilities. Yeah. Okay. And I'm processing that as clear word. I will finally feel comfortable to you two gentlemen and yes. no one else. Reveal it. Reveal the truth. Dish the dil- spill the tea. Underselling it. Wow. So it was worse. I mean, from a perspective, it was better. Crazy orgies, of course, of course. Crazy orgies, lots of drugs. A lot of drugs. I mean, how do you think we were so campy if we knew Mm. everyone... We were all there. We were all in tight clothing. Damn, I re- this is one of my favorite shows ever. Justin just Bird. getting you all hot and bothered. All yeah. Everyone's in their spandex. And bothered and- Can you tell me one thing that happened that wasn't in Burt Ward's book? Something that you were like, oh, you know, all the sex and orgies and drug use in the book, but at least they didn't include this, you know? We were lovers. You and Burt Ward? We were, were lovers. Oh my you, God. a short, uh, tall man, you a tall man, and Burt Wald, a short man? I know. The hardest thing to get over was our height difference. <laughs> that's fucked. No, that's so messed up. Because I was going to say the reason Burt Wald is not paid as much is because he's a short man. Mm-hmm. He's a they short do. They, man. They, they pay actors in Hollywood based on height, 100%. They, I, I would, would hope so. That's why, and I've been shouting this from the rooftop for months, mm. it's not a gender pay gap. It's just that women are generally shorter than men. Still very wrong. My, <laughs> my politics are left... <laughs> Except for this. Except for this one thing. What a there surprise is no turn. pay gap. I can't believe you just said that you leaned left. <laughs> That's so insane. That's this so is why up. I wanted to be on a non-biased program. I apologize. But I, I just inject politics into everything I do, guys. I'm just so passionate about God it. Damn it. That's not the time. There's no stopping it. All right. I think we have time for one final question. So uh, let's go back over to uh, Hernan Cortez for just a moment. So you eventually take over Tenochtitlan. You take their leader, Montezuma, hostage, uh, and uh, you kill him. Hell yeah. Now, 62 years later, you die of dis... Uh, sorry, not 62. When you're 62 years old, you die of dysentery. Mm-hmm. People now call that Montezuma's revenge. Revenge! Because you killed him and took over his city. Right. Now, whenever white people go to Mexico, they get diarrhea. Do you think there's anything in your relationship with Montezuma that makes you feel like there's any credence to that myth that maybe he had the power to curse you to die of diarrhea like 35 years after you took over a city and killed so, him. So, you guys want to hear this story? I do want to hear this story. I So, I we were fencing. That's how we were deciding this. What do you mean, deciding what? That, like, we were deciding... Our, our battle to the death was a fencing match. How Wait, so you challenged like. Montezuma to a fencing match? I just showed up and he had it all laid out. What do you mean he had it all laid out? The fencing shit, dude. He just had so fencing like, material there. The net, the net mask that you wear, mm-hmm, that yeah. you put on your head, you cool. wear that net helmet. Yeah, net I'm helmet. glad safety is going into account on this. <laughs> it's one. an iron, so it's iron, so you can't just really like stab death. through it, You're right? Yeah. And then we took off our shirts so that it would be easier to stab. You know okay. what I mean? And then we just wore our little, our, our little undies. You know what I mean? So you show up to Tenochtitlan land yeah. with an army. Yeah. And Montezuma says, "We'll settle this just you and me." Yeah. In a fencing match. Yes. So we were fencing. We were doing best out of three. (laughs) 
so if you means... get the first stab, it's gonna it's pretty much gonna go your way. You know what I mean? If you get the first stab, so why not just do one round? Best of three to the death. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it's a it's when you see a fencing sword, it's like very tiny. The point is like small, but it's gonna make a hole. That's right. You, know? you can stab somebody with that tiny sword. Sure, we agree on all those logistical things. Even, just, yeah. It feels like you only need one match. It feels silly. Yeah. yeah. So we had to do best out of three, and then whoever lost got gets just stabbed until stab some more yeah just stab some more and you can't block anymore it's against the rules you can't block anymore. <laughs> well i'm yeah. glad you were a gentleman about we kept, it we were because we kept our faces okay yes. for the funerals after mm, um, very, very very keep polite. your face kissable yeah. and so then he i stabbed him i was winning and then he said you fool look down i did we were on a pentagram and he said you have just fulfilled my curse and yeah. i was like what curse and he said all white people <laughs> will have diarrhea in this land and you will die in dysentery. What is it called? Dysentery. Dysentery. <laughs> and I said, the scary dysentery. Well, I guess that really puts the cherry on top of the Sunday. Yeah. It's official. Montezuma's revenge is real. It's real. And that is all the time that we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I would like to thank my guests, Hernan Cortez and Adam West, for joining me in the studio today. Last question. I know it's a little weird. Do either of you have any comedy shows or Twitter accounts or, or, com or anything that you're p comedians that you're really big fans of that you want to tell people about uh, Adam West anything you want to tell people about well I enjoy Brendan Goggins who you can see on his sketch team at the Magnet Newport uh, and you can also follow him on Twitter at B underscore Goggins B underscore he's been Goggins. tweeting a little more lately and it's been going Ooh. kind of well so if you want to follow somebody who tw is tweeting a little more which is about <laughs> Max two to three times a week <laughs> That's and uh, and uh, Hernan Cortez, anything you want to tell people about? Yeah, uh, so check out Pat May plays video games and does improv on YouTube. Uh, look up video games improv, all one word, video games improv, and you'll look up the the show where we play video games and do improv at the exact same time. Uh, they have such incredible guests like Griffin Newman from The Tick and other shows, as well as Monique Moses from the new Astronomy Club sketch show on Netflix. Holy moly. Check, check all that it out. Stuff out. New episodes looking. every Wednesday. New episodes every Wednesday. Uh, New Games Improv. I am, of course, your host, Jared Berenstein. You can check out all my stuff at jaredberenstein.com. We have got the third stand-up 2020 comedy show slash voter registration drive happening on Friday, January 3rd at 7.30 p.m. at the Pitt Theater on 24th Street. Our headliner is Gary Goldman. we got a stack lineup. All proceeds go to voting rights organizations. You can register to vote. You can you can sign up with Swing Left. It's an awesome show for a great cause. If you're listening to this on the radio, find the podcast. All the old episodes are there. They are hilarious. Uh, and uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel and Facebook fan page. Got new videos coming out every Tuesday. Hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week.